think about the collective like an ecosystem. We each have something to offer each other, right? If we all came in as the same person, we would die. Like literally the species would have died millions of years ago. So from that perspective, there's nothing missing in your chart. Everything in your chart is a gift. Do you want to wake up feeling like you're stepping into who you're meant to be? Into the best possible version of you? What if I told you that the key to your best life, health, and happiness are all around you? You just have to find what works for you. I'm Hope Pedraza, and I believe that there isn't just one way to live a healthy and meaningful life, and that all you need is a little inspiration to make changes that last from the inside out. Each week, I'll be sharing tangible tips and inspirational interviews to help you on your journey. These are the steps to take to improve your life and live with purpose. This is Hopeful and Wholesome. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to Hopeful and Wholesome. I just love this episode. (laughs) I know I've probably said that like a million times, but this one is like so near to my heart. I'm interviewing my friend, Crystal Thompson, and Crystal is a business coach and a mindset coach. She's a healer. She's an energy guide, and she is a human design expert. And if you don't know what human design is, that's okay, because we're going to talk all about it. But this is like has been just completely transformational for me. And I'm sure I probably say that at least like five or six times during this episode. (laughs) But when I tell you that when you learn about your human design, it will change your life. And Crystal is a total expert in human design. She can do reading. She can do like coaching sections with you on this. But this is like totally the way to get to you know, transformation in your life, to find healing, to help heal all of these things that you have been, you know, leaving in your subconscious. This is just, it's just like, it is just magic when you know what this is. And so we are going to talk all about human design today, what it is, how we can use it to help us through life, how it can help us get past our limitations, how it can help us just manage things in life, whether it's, you know, yourself and your relationships and your business, whatever it is. It is when I tell you this is incredible. I'm not I'm not exaggerating. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. I have lots of good links in the show notes so you can go do your own human design. You can do it online for free. I have links to if you want to meet with Crystal. She does readings. She does like coaching sessions after your reading. She's just, I just love this girl. So I know that you're going to learn so much from her and so much in this episode just about yourself. This is going to be so awesome. I'm excited for y'all. Okay, let's jump in. Okay, y'all, let's get going. I am here today with my friend, Crystal Thompson, and I am so excited to have her on today. She is like an angel on earth, <laughs> and she is a coach and a healer and an energy guide, and she is a human design expert, and that's what we're going to talk about today, because if you haven't heard of human design, this is like, for me personally, like one of the most transformative things I think I've ever learned. So I'm really excited to jump in and just for y'all to learn a little bit about it and to um, learn more about yourself. So thank you, Crystal, for jumping in and talking to, with us today of all about human design. Thank you so much for having me, Hope. I'm so excited. <laughs> me too. So let's just start from the basics. And can you, I know this is kind of a loaded question, but as simply as possible, <laughs> can you just explain what human design is? Yeah. My favorite kind of like one sentence explanation of the system is human design is a map of your energy. So the system itself brings in a bunch of different pieces, the chakra system, astrology, the I Ching, the Kabbalah, quantum physics. There's all of these elements that kind of make it what it is. But in its most simplest terms, 
it's a map of how your energy works. That's perfect. That's yeah. That's I like the definition. That's good. So, <laughs> really easy, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. I like it. It simplifies it enough. Um, so for I know this is can be you know getting seriously into the woo for people. So can you kind of de woo woo the human design and how like it really <laughs> can apply to your life? Yeah, totally. I would say if you're on the kind of woo-woo fence about it, like give yourself the chance to get curious and just kind of start to explore. That's how I started when I first was introduced to human design. I wasn't so much worried about the woo, but I thought it was just another personality test. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, like this is just another thing that people use their minds to put themselves in boxes. Like I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. And that, but I kept, it kept being sort of presented to me through channels that felt really good. And I was like, okay, like the universe is obviously trying to get my attention. I'm just going to give it a go. And so I kind of explored in my own life with it for a while and my life flipped upside down in the best way possible. So I would say if you're, if you're skeptical, just start and just like play with it a little bit. And if it feels good, keep going. And if it doesn't, great, like you can drop it. But it's, I am an especially woo woo reader. So <laughs> which I love. Any, <laughs> like my readings, we're talking about past lives, we're talking about karmic cycles, we're talking about energy, like mine, mine go all the way down that side of the camp, but it doesn't have to be that for if that's not interesting to you. And you just want to learn more about how to best manage your energy, how to best I mean, we're even talking about things like making aligned decisions. We're talking about boundaries. We're talking about communicating and interacting with other human beings. Like, regardless of where you fall in the woo woo spectrum, we all do that every single day as humans. Yeah. So, there's something in it for everyone. And it's kind of, I kind of love that about it. You can just dip your toe and get something incredible out of it, or you can dive all the way in and get something incredible yeah. out of it. Yeah. And that's really what I love about it, too. And I think that's when I first got into it, I was kind of, like just the dip your toe kind of girl. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. You know, I did one of the little online tests and stuff. And and then the more I started learning about it, the deeper I wanted to dive in because I'm like, I feel like, I mean, it's like, I mean, you can just keep swimming and swimming and never get to the, <laughs> which I love. Like it's like unpeeling all these layers. It's just completely fascinating to me. And that's how my, my husband got interested in it. And I told you this after I did my first reading with you. I was telling him about it. He was, I mean, we turned on Gaia TV. We're like, like searching all, you know, for the videos. He wanted to learn all about it. So it's like, it really is, there's like pieces for everybody. So how can we use human design? And you, you mentioned this a little bit, but really how can we use it to, you know, help guide us through life? How can it help us with decisions that we're making, with how we do manage and balance our energy? Like how exactly can it help us with those things? Yeah. So I feel like maybe the best way to, I wonder if it's best to give a quick overview of each of the energy types. Yeah, let's do that. Let's you go know? through because I was going to ask you that anyway. So yeah, that's good. Let's yeah. do that. I feel like that's a good way to answer that question because each person is going to, it will work a little bit differently for each person. And that yeah. way, anyone who's listening can get something specific out of this episode. So there's five energy types and something that I love, I kind of mentioned this before, a lot of other kinds of, this isn't a test. It's a chart, like astrology, like the your chart comes from your birth information. It's not sort of questions you answer or anything like that. But something that I love about this is your chart, like what makes you a certain energy type is based on your physical body and how energy is moving through it. So it's not like I behave in XYZ way and this makes me an XYZ type. Like it's actually in your body, which I think is really beautiful. So there's five energy types, and that's the kind of first place to dive into human design. If you're just beginning, if this is your first time exploring this, if you are brand new, if you can get to know your energy type forwards and backwards, like 
it will flip your life upside down and give you so much to chew on for a really long time. Yep. So I'll start by kind of population numbers. The two most common, first one is called generators. That's what I am. Generators are kind of lit up and led and defined by our sacral center, which is the gut. If you're a generator, and this is true for the next type we're going to talk about too. Maybe I'll just say both at the same time. So it's not confusing. So generators and manifesting generators. So this first part is true for both of you, which is what hope is. We hope and I represent those two types. So we are designed to be lit up, led, guided by the sacral center, which is the gut. And that space is all about getting juicy, excited. Like when you're into something, that space turns on. And I always describe it kind of like a boiler room, like in, a, in an old ship or something. I just watched Titanic recently. So that image is fresh. <laughs> so if you think about the boiler rooms at the bottom of the ship, when you're super excited about something, your sacral center turns on and then all the coal gets tossed into the boiler room. And that Yes, that excitement creates energy in your body and you then can use that energy to do something that you love. Generator types, also called sacral beings, generators and manifesting generators because they're led from the sacral. We are literally the ones that create the life force energy that gets moved around the planet. So if you're listening to this and you're a generator or a manifesting generator, the first gift you can give to yourself through the lens of human design is looking across your life at where are the hell yeses And where are the mmms? And if there's anything in your life where you're kind of like, "Mm," maybe it's a no, or maybe it's an I'm not sure, or maybe it's a not right now. If you can just start to look at those pieces and give yourself permission for your real, genuine, full body yeses to be your decision-making process, (laughs) chef's kiss. (laughs) So that's generators and a little bit of manifesting generators too. So Manifesting generators are a hybrid type between generators and another type called manifestors, where the name comes from. Manifestors are about 9% of the population. It's pretty rare, I guess, from a percentage perspective. And these are the ones that are kind of here to lead and initiate and sort of rally the energy of the collective. So when we're looking at energy types, we're looking at us as individuals, like I inhabit a generator body, but we're also looking at how each of us as individuals interact with each other, right? So yes, I'm lit up and led by my sacral, but then that energy, that light is mine to spread across the planet with the people that I interact with on lovely Zoom meetings, on the grocery, in the grocery store, on the sidewalk with my clients, whatever. So it's always those two pieces. How is the energy moving through you? And then how are you here? to engage with the rest of us with that specific energy. So manifestors are the ones that kind of open the door for new things. They're the ones that start things. They're the ones that initiate big leadership energy. Not that you can't be a leader if you're not a manifestor, but I think about the kind of interaction as a manifestor starts something and then the generators and the manifesting generators rush in and kind of lift the energy and make it go. So again, if we're going back to that kind of boiler room example, the manifester is the guy who, I guess, turns on the ship. And then the generators and the manifest turns on the ship. I don't know anything about ships. <laughs> the captain, maybe. <laughs> I know what you and then meant. the generators, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and then the generators and manifesting generators are the ones who are using their delicious life force energy to put the coal in the boilers, right? So we're all doing this as individuals. We're having our own experience, but we're also doing something together. So manifesting generators, like what hope is, is a combination of those two. So 
you really more so are a generator than a manifester in that your sacral center is the most important part of your entire chart. But you also have this really strong connection to the throat center, which in human design is a center of manifestation. So it's the place, the kind of first place in the body where the energy that we've either created or taken in gets put out. So you're able to do things really quickly. You're able to make shortcuts. You're able to find paths through things that other people couldn't imagine. You're also able to put lots of different things together in ways that other types can't. Hope, I know that you and I talked about this a lot because there's a lot of conditioning around that about like, you need to pick something, you need to niche, you need to be specific, you need to, you know, master jack of all trades, master of none. There's so much conditioning about that. If you're a manifesting generator, And you desire from your sacral center to put a bunch of things together that maybe to the mind of yourself or to someone else don't quote make sense, let that go. If it's truly from your sacral center, like the desire is really there to do those things, you're supposed to put them together. Like these are the people that created, I should have an example like this on hand. The example that my teacher always uses is someone like Jessica Alba, who's an actress and also a director Mm -hmm. and also has a health company and also is a mom. Like that's manifesting generator energy. If someone is telling you, you can't do it all, make sure that you're not listening to them if they're not a manifesting generator (laughs) because they couldn't, right? Like you guys have so much more energy than any other type. So to us, all of your endeavors are bonkers, but you have the energy in your body to actually do it. Mm -hmm. Love that. (laughs) Love my MGs. (laughs) Okay. So generators, manifesting generators, manifestors. Number four is projectors. They're actually quite a bit higher in percentage than manifestors, but I went to manifestors first so that the MGs would make sense. Projectors are about 20, 21% of the population. And you guys, if we're sticking with this funny Titanic analogy that we've got going. (laughs) It makes sense though. I like it. It makes sense. You guys are the ones who are up on the deck, looking out through the binoculars at what's going on. Like you're, you're at the very top deck, looking down at everyone living their living their lives, doing their things. You're kind of observing the environment. Maybe you're the one looking out for icebergs too. For projectors, your magic, like truly, truly, truly why you're here is your vision. You're able to see things that most of us can't because of the way your aura works. You're sort of, you have this like innate bird's eye view of whatever you feel engaged to be a part of. So visual I like to give for this often is you're like the birds on the wire you guys are able to sort of rise out of the crazy energy that all us sacral beings are creating all over the world. And you can kind of see from a bird's eye view, like, oh, this is a way that this could be more effective, or this is a way that this could be more loving. Like these projectors are our like consultants of the world, like bird's eye view people. That's your magic. A really specific thing that is important about the projector aura is because you guys are able to see and sort of put you literally the name, the name of your energy type literally comes from that you project your aura into whatever environment you're in in order to understand it. You're incredibly gifted empaths. You're incredible at understanding other people on an energetic level. Because of that, your system is really easily overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So if anyone's listening to this and you know you're a projector, but that's all you know about it. I would wager you get really overwhelmed by social situations. I would wager you need a nap or a bath every day. You're quick to be like, uh, I've, I've had enough. Like even if, even if it's only noon and you're halfway through your workday, I'm like, um, 
I would like to not talk to anyone else for the rest of the day, please. (laughs) (laughs) This is by design. This is a part of you because it's what makes it's the sort of sensitivity is there to protect you. If you get overwhelmed and your system gets overloaded with other people's energy, it's almost impossible for you to share and see and use that beautiful vision that you're here to have. So I, yeah, I like want to give so much human design for me is about permission. It's about permission to like actually be who you are on an energetic level and to just let whatever feels most natural to you be enough And I think that's so important for every type, but I think projectors especially are the ones that are most conditioned out of their natural way of being. So if you're a projector and you have been words like lazy have been thrown at you or standoffish or loner or anything like that, if any of those have been thrown at you, that's just conditioning from other people whose energy works different than yours. If they knew better, they wouldn't say those things to you, but now you know better. And so you get to reclaim this part of yourself. And then the last type is reflectors. They're actually just 1% of the population. They're incredibly rare. And what makes a reflector is their entire chart. So all nine energy centers are undefined, which means they feel everything. (laughs) Any undefined or open centers we have in our chart, which are, if you're looking at your chart, if there's any of those kind of shapes in your body graph that are not colored in, that's an undefined center. Those are places where we take in information, genetic, uh, not genetic, energetic information, energy from other people. And either it stays in our body and we use it, or we squeeze it out, or we transmute it into something else. All kinds of things happen in the energy centers. But reflectors are completely open and all nine, which makes them essentially like human chameleons. What's most important for reflectors is that you're in environments that feel good to you. This is literal environments, like the place you go for breakfast. This is also a relationship environments, your friends, your coworkers, your partners, your lovers, like because you are so open, you will literally reflect the energy of the people and places that you are interacting with. And so it's really important that what you are around feels good to you because it's actually what it will feel like in your body. I feel like I just talked for so long. Thank no, you so much. No, it was perfect. No, it was so it was such good explanations of all of them. And I was gonna ask you those anyway because I wanted to give give everybody just a brief overview so that when they you know go and do their chart, they can have a little bit you know more understanding of what it means. So that was perfect. That was great. And, <laughs> and I love how because that kind of led me to what you were saying about the projector was leading me led me leads me to a question I was going to ask you because I like how you say it gives you permission to like be who you really are. And for me, I I felt that's how I felt when I did the reading with you. I felt like, like you were saying, like all these things that, you know, I've done, you know, I've done the programs, I've done lots of different coaching and stuff where, and I'm in my head when I'm doing this, I'm like, cause that's what they say. You got to niche down. You can't teach everybody. You can't do all these Mm -hmm. things. You can't, you have too many things, you know, too many plates in the air or whatever the saying goes. (laughs) And, but I always feel like, but I want to do all this. Like, why can't I do all of it? So I love that you say that, that it gives you permission. Because the other thing I wanted to ask you, because I know you talk a lot about this when you do readings and stuff, is how how it can help us release limitations or the idea of limitations, which is kind of goes along the same thing. But can you talk a little bit to that? Yeah. Oh yeah, I would love to. (laughs) It's again, like another piece that's such so sacred and beautiful to me about human design. So again, I gave you guys the disclaimer. I'm a super woo-woo reader. So some of this might not resonate with all of you and that's okay. 
you can put it into whatever language feels good to you. If you're listening to me and you're like, "Mm, I don't really see the world like that. It's no big deal. So I see our charts as something that we chose on the way in, in this life. And so what that says to me is my soul, your soul, our souls knew I'm here in this life to have this specific journey. I can literally tell you your soul's journey based on your chart. Like it's incredible. I chose again, the map, right? Our very first question, what is human design? It's a map of your energy. So I think we choose this map on the way in. Our soul says, I know that I'm here in this life to expand through XYZ. And this is the map. This is the chart. These are the tools. These are the supports. These are the allies that are going to lift me the most through that process. Another piece about that, again, if the past life and previous life things is too much for you, if you think about the collective like an ecosystem, we each have something to offer each other, right? If we all came in as the same person, we would die. Like literally the species would have died millions of years ago. So from that perspective, there's nothing missing in your chart. Everything in your chart is a gift in some way. Some of those gifts are spicy. Sometimes they're lessons and they might be challenging and they might be rough. But if you come across anything in your chart that feels negative or like a limitation, I really want you to ask yourself, what consciousness is it being filtered through? Because sometimes that comes from people who are interpreting the system who maybe have blocks in their own being, right? To me, there is literally nothing in the chart that is a limitation or a problem. Yes, there are challenges. Absolutely. That's what we're here to move through. But everything is in your chart to support you. It's all clues. It's all keys. It's all gifts. And so this idea, I remember when I first found out about human design and I found out I was a generator and I was sort of mad that I wasn't a manifester. (laughs) And I... That's something I hear a lot from other types too. I actually just met a generator this morning. He said that to me. It's really funny. Yeah. Let me think about how how common that is. The idea that you need to be something other than yourself in order to be successful is a collective wound. Like that's not about your human design chart. That's about the way that up until now we have thought about each other on a group scale, right? Like that's how we're how many of us are taught to exist in the world. You have to be different than who you genuinely, actually, authentically are in order to be successful, loved, worthy, et cetera. That's a lie. (laughs) And your chart is a way, it's a bridge because every single had this experience and every single reading I've ever had has this moment where the person comes into the reading sort of curious, right? It's a little bit more mental at the beginning or trying to understand. And then there's a moment where I say something to them that is one of the deepest parts of their being, that there is no way that another stranger could know that maybe even their closest humans in their lives don't know. And there's this moment where we're like, whoa, what if I actually get to be who I truly feel I am at my core beneath all the masks and all the costumes and all the fear and all the worry? What if I actually get to be that person? What if that's enough? Every single reading has that moment. And that's what this is. There's nothing in your chart. Well, I don't know if I, if I want to say that, but there's this recognition experience when you explore your chart and get a reading, this feeling of like coming home. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly it. And I, I'm pretty sure I told you that afterwards. I felt, and it's like such a strange thing to say out loud, at least it was for me. What is, I felt like, 
I felt like I was meeting an old friend. I think that's what I told you afterwards, which sounds so weird and ridiculous, but that like literally what, yeah. I mean, it's like, like meeting yourself all over again, but then it's like also confirmation at the same time. Cause you're like, yeah, like this is me. Like this is who I was meant to be. Like it's, it's incredible. Absolutely. Because what we're looking at in the chart is basically who you were before you were taught to not be yourself, right? Like that's what's in the chart. And so yep. that feeling, I love how you said that, that feeling of like meeting an old friend. Yes. It's inner child in a lot of ways. Yeah. Cause it's this, right. You come back to this, this time in your life before you learn to edit or to a yep. uh, question. Yeah. I love yeah. how you said that. Yeah. That's, I just love everything about this. So <laughs> how can, okay. Well, before I ask you that, let me ask you kind of backing up a little bit. What was kind of your journey to get you into, because I know you, have, you haven't done this forever. So what yeah. was kind of your journey to get into this space? Yeah. So my background is in photography. I did that for a really long time. I went to college for it. I worked in that industry for like 10 years. And I started, always wanted to work for myself. I've like Since I was a kid, known I wanted to be an entrepreneur, even before I like really understood what that meant. And in 2018, I left my last in-house job and started my own photography business. And I thought I was terrified when I made that jump, like absolutely terrified. I thought I was going to die. I thought it was the scariest thing in the entire world. I just like, I had no proof it was going to work. I didn't have clients lined up. I barely had any savings. Like I had no proof. I just was so miserable in the place that I was at that I knew that even if I tried and failed, I would be more happy than staying where I was. So I started my own business and I it blew up like I look back on it and I'm like, how did that even happen? Like in a year, my first year, I never marketed. I never really did any outreach. I did do some outreach, but no work actually came through that. Like all of my work, 100% of my work came through word of mouth, intuitive thing, like random messages I would be inspired to send. And in the very first year of working for myself, I ended up paying myself twice as much as anyone else had ever paid me to wow. work in house. That's incredible. And I was like, Right? Like crazy, 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 crazy. And truly, I didn't have a business plan. I didn't have a client list. I just went on intuition. And so suddenly, this thing that in the past seemed so impossible to me was now wildly possible and wildly attainable. And I was wildly unprepared and still it worked. And so I became obsessed with coaching other creatives to do the same thing. So I worked with other photographers, designers letter artists, things like that, people that were kind of doing in-house work that could take those skills into their own business. And at first, I was coaching based on the really practical things, how to make an invoice, how to market, how to find clients, how to send a professional email, all the important stuff. But the more I got into that work, the more I realized that what was holding people back was not the practical stuff. It was the emotional, energetic stuff. It was at the very core, am I allowed to love my life this much? Because so many of us are taught that work is the exception to joy. That's the place where you sacrifice. That's the place where things are hard. That's the place where you just grin and bear it. And so when suddenly work becomes your becomes a massive portal of joy, all the shadow in you is like, um, excuse me, not okay, not okay. So I started going into subconscious work. I did NLP training and hypnotherapy and life coaching. And I was just really interested in finding out like truly purely on neurochemical level, neurobiological level, what's happening in the brain that makes it so difficult for us to just have what we want. And from that, 
I just went full. I was like, oh, I am so much more interested in this than I am in teaching people how to send invoices. Like that stuff matters, but it's so much easier. It's just such a tiny piece. Like I would say that's like 5%. That stuff is like 5% of running a business. It's really about how do you feel in your body? How safe do you feel to have what you want? And so I was working with, I had a client last year, last year, 2020, yeah, 20. 2020, I think, <laughs> I can't remember, who wanting, was wanting to start a business. And she knew she was a projector. Sorry, I missed a part. So I had been experimenting with human design in my own life for a few years. I knew it was a generator. I knew it had emotional authority. And that was it. And just based on those two things alone, I mean, I built this crazy business like purely on my sacral center. So I was like, all right, there's something here. Like I'm open to more of human design. And then I attracted a client who wanted to start a business. She is blowing my mind as we speak right now. Like it's just flourishing and it's beautiful to witness, but she knew she was a projector. And she said, when we started, she was like, I know that I've been conditioned to run my business like a manifester or like a generator. And I know that if I go down that route, I'm going to burn myself out and resent the work before it even gets off the ground. Can we use human design as a foundation of our work? And at that point, I didn't really know that much about it yet. And I was like, sure, I'll just learn. <laughs> and so we did, I, I kind of, I did the, like, it took me like six hours. I did her chart, like by comparing sort of things on Google and watching YouTube and stuff. And in our first intake session, she and I went farther than most of me, my clients and I had gone after like three or four sessions in the past. And then I did reader training and then it's the rest is history. Yeah. Like, and, but again, like such a good example too, of course, that person in my life was a projector. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I could not have seen that human design needed to yep. be a part of my work. I just yep. couldn't, but she did. She had this bird's eye view. And I remember her saying to me, there something that's, that would make this feel so different is I would feel like really seen energetically as an individual versus just putting someone through a kind of one size fits all right. program, which has never felt, which has never felt an integrity to me, right. but I couldn't, I hadn't yet found a better solution. Yeah. So this I has been that. it. That's, yeah. I love that. That's what a good story. And like true Testament to how you can completely be led by your human design. Like if you allow Truly. it to lead you and yeah, it's, that's amazing. I love that. So for people who are listening and they kind of want to get started and they want to kind of start to dabble in it a little bit. What is your best recommendation for, you know, maybe just doing one of those online quizzes or whatever, just to learn your type? Like what is the easiest way to get started? At least just to learn more about what your human design is. Yeah. My favorite website to send newbies to get their chart is mybodygraph.com because I think it does a pretty good job of giving you a little bit of information right off the bat without being too much. Yeah. A lot of the more in-depth stuff is behind paywalls. So you yeah. like you can't really go super deep on that site in particular, which I think is actually nice for a yeah. newbie because you're you kind of barricade yourself from going yeah. in too far. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So that site will give you a pretty good overview of what your type means. It will give you an overview of your authority, which is really important to know. And then those two things, especially, there's actually not a ton of information about human design online and not a lot, I would say not a lot of information that I would recommend yeah. yet. I'm working on it. I'm getting there, <laughs> but um, energy type and authority are the two really, really, really important places to start. And you can find tons of information on those two. Yeah. So start there. Like I know it's tempting to deep dive into everything 
when you first find out about something like this. But what I want you to know is human design is about embodiment. It's about living your chart. And that's not something you can do overnight, right? I always, the visual that I love about this is imagine every meal you're going to eat for the rest of your life being given to you today. Nobody wants that, right? Like that's what it's going to feel like if you try to go too far into your chart right off the bat. Let yourself eat a little bit and then digest and see how it feels and practice in real time and then eat a little bit more and maybe adjust from there. It really is something that's here to be integrated, lived in, experimented. Like your embodiment, your being is what brings your chart to life. But you can't just do that in your mind. You have to actually live it yeah. in your actual life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's great advice. Because in and, and I do agree with you. I think I think that was the one I had done initially too. And I think it was nice because it wasn't too much all at once. Because it can be. I I love your advice on taking a little bit at a time. It's really good advice. Yeah. So where can people learn more about you and maybe learn more about how to get a reading? Yeah. Thank you for asking. Yeah. I'm Hotel Wilderness on all the things. Instagram is kind of where my stuff is the most up-to-date. If you're looking for readings or information, that's the best place to find out what's presently available. Um, I actually just today finished uploading. I recorded a masterclass for each energy type. So if you're wanting to get started and kind of understand your energy type and just kind of go in there again, just digest that one piece. I just finished uploading those today. So by the time this episode is live, they'll probably be available. Awesome. But you can find all that on my Instagram That's as well. That's perfect. What great timing. <laughs> I love that. Yes, I know. <laughs> Very cool. Okay, so I like to end with this same question for everybody. What is the most important thing people can do to live with purpose? Slow down. And what I mean is, if there's an area of your life, or if it's all of your life, I've been there, we've all been there in different seasons, where you're in autopilot, where you're just knee-jerk reaction, reacting to whatever it is you're experiencing, it gives us like 8% of what's available to us in this life, right? And slowing down and really observing how you feel, what you want, what's working, what isn't working. I think that pairs beautifully with human design and is a really delicious way to get to know yourself on a level that maybe you haven't yet before. Yeah. Slowing down. <laughs> I love that. That's great. That's also great advice. That's yeah. I need to give myself that advice all the time. So I can totally appreciate that. Thank you so much, Crystal, for all of this. This was, of course, I love talking. I could talk about this all day, every day. So I really hope that a lot of everybody got a lot out of this and that you'll go do go online and get your reading. And when you're ready to dive deeper and chew a little bit more than you can get with crystal and get a reading. Cause it's like yes. so transformational. I just love it. Mm. Thank you thank so you much. So much hope. Thank, thank you. you. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to hopeful and wholesome y'all. If you found value in this week's episode, please subscribe on iTunes, wherever you get your podcast and leave a review to let me know what you thought. I love to know what you find useful in these episodes. So I know how I can provide the most value I can to my listeners. And if you have topics that you want to know more about, I'd love to hear those as well. So shoot me a message on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. It's at the Hope Pedraza or visit my website, hopefulandwholesome.com. Thanks, y'all.